You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more. She seems just fine to me. No more. She should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you joined me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Investigators are looking into what caused Friday night's explosion at a silicone plant north of Chicago. The blast killed at least two workers, and Dan Mahalopoulos of member station WBEZ reports that two people remain unaccounted for. The blast destroyed everything but the metal frame of the 30,000-square-foot AB Specialty Silicones factory on the northwest edge of Waukegan. The city's fire marshal, Stephen Lenzi, says officials do not know what caused the huge explosion at about 9.30 Friday night, but it appears it was an accident. One victim was found in the charred rubble. Another was taken to hospital, where he died Saturday morning. And two more workers remain missing and are presumed to be dead. The factory's website says they make silicone-based ingredients for hair and skin care products. For NPR News, I'm Dan Mihalopoulos in Waukegan, Illinois. Investigators also trying to figure out what caused a passenger jet to slide off a runway while landing Friday night at a military base in Jacksonville, Florida. A team of investigators from the National Transportation Safety Board are at the crash site. 143 people were on board when the Boeing 737 landed hard during a thunderstorm. There were no critical injuries. Military experts who have analyzed photographs believe that that a weapons test fired by North Korea on Saturday was a short-range ballistic missile. 
the BBC's Laura Baker has details. This is the most serious weapons test North Korea has conducted in over 500 days. Photographs released by state media suggest it was a short-range ballistic missile. These are thought to be capable of flying up to 500 kilometers, which would put the entire Korean peninsula within range. The missile launch violates UN Security Council resolutions and an agreement the North made with South Korea. It also raises the question of how the impoverished state is still managing to build sophisticated weapons while subject to strict economic sanctions. Turkey's military says four soldiers were killed in separate attacks by Kurdish militants. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports that Turkish media say some 28 Kurdish fighters were killed in retaliation. The Ministry of Defense said one of the fatalities occurred in the Tel-Rafat province in northern Syria, controlled by the YPG, U.S.-backed Kurdish fighters. The other attack is attributed to the PKK, Kurdish militants designated as terrorists by the U.S., EU, and Turkey. Ankara says PKK shells crossed from northern Iraq into Turkey's southeastern Hakkari province. Turkey state-run Anatolia News Agency reports retaliatory attacks against the Kurdish forces were launched after both incidents. Turkish-backed forces control some parts of northern Syria, and Turkish fighter jets regularly carry out airstrikes against PKK targets in northern Iraq. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Where Trump is going to have to make a decision, okay? He can't pardon his own child. He can't pardon well, his yeah, own child. I don't think they're going to let him. Well, it may not look good politically. Yeah, but. Well, you right. You right. But I still think that man is going after his son in order to get to Trump. Well, yes, uh, what we saw play out in front of Congress this week was disgraceful. The way these old ass white men uh, control the dialogue, the way they blew off protesters, you know. The bottom line is, is that uh, at the end of the day, they got what they wanted. Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are this, man. I I had no doubt he would be, and you know, <laughs> the, the, the Republicans that flake. Yeah. Oh, you know, we gotta we gotta dig deeper. We gotta dig deeper. And once they dug deeper, you know what they said? Let's limit the FBI and, and not even gather all the witnesses that are You know how many people came forth to say, hey, I remember him doing this kind of thing, this sexual assault, putting his penis in front of this woman's face, the third victim that he said was a sham? You know how many people came forward? It was something like 42 people came forward. And the FBI could yeah. not even investigate him. Couldn't say yeah. nothing to him. Yeah, Jay, I, I will be honest with you. A lot of it is just simply people need something or someone to believe in. That That's one. Uh, the vast majority of, of persons who are in existence, uh, if not all, we have that desire to have hope and faith in someone. Um, oftentimes we believe in, in, in a higher being more than a mortal man. But this, this base that, that Donald Trump has, uh, it's not that they don't see it, and it's not that they believe everything he says. It is just a a, right. a, a willful act to be one defiant. And then also, it goes back to what you said uh, earlier. It, it is about um, President Obama. My personal or professional opinion? Like, I want you, you to like give it? us both because you're the man. I, how do you like it? I like it both ways, Jerome. Yes. 
I'm just, I'm just saying. Both ways. You know. Jerome, I mean, uh, <laughs> Jay, that didn't sound right. Saying <laughs> you like it both ways okay. did not sound right. <laughs> hey, look at that. This, morning, yes, I know. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. Don't answer that, Jay. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not. <laughs> here's the thing. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable, and it starts right now. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is May 5th. 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best, of course. I'm J. Rouse. Thank you so much for sharing a portion of your Sunday with us, but never, but as always, I should say, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the biz. First up, let me introduce you to my folksy, big, big sis colleague from the J. Rouse Show. Love her to pieces. The one and only Miss Vanessa Maybell, the friend of Macanelli. What's up, Vanessa? Good morning. Happy Sunday morning to you. Happy Sunday morning to you too, Jay, and everybody that's out there listening. Absolutely. Can't wait to get into it this morning. Can't wait to hear what you have on your agenda this morning. All right. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, really, the undercover boss himself, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, sir, and how are you? And good morning, Vanessa, how are you doing, darling? Good morning. Mr. Elias in the house, can't wait to hear what he has to talk about as well. Our colleague, Johnny D, won't be here this morning. He's off. He took the morning off. We'll see him next week. And, of course, our colleague, Jerome Spree, who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. Uh, he's with the SpreeRadio.net. Um he won't be here until he commits, until he finishes his, his commitment, I should say, with uh, Click Channel Radio. So until then, we kind of hold it down. 347-850-1272 is our call number, 347-850-1272. Uh, it's the Sunday Morning Roundtable. You've been listening to us long enough to know what that means. That means that our distinguished panelists come to the table with topics that they like to talk about just to make sure that we get everyone's agendas on the show. So, you can jump into the world-famous chat room, which should be open by now, or you can hang out on social media, go to those places, we'll grab your comments and read them during the chatterbox section of the show if you're shy. But once again, you can call in 347-850-1272. Alright, it is the Sunday Morning Roundtable. And once again, Every time we do this, it's all about getting opinions or talking about things that my distinguished colleagues would like to bring up. So, Mr. Elias, I know you get the first and last word here on the serious side, but you know what? Why don't we do ladies first this morning? And talk ladies about what first. That I was talking about. Do you agree with that? that? Ladies first. Ladies yes, first. Ladies first. Kind of reminds yes, me. Speaking of which, a beautiful segue into if you're following us on Twitter, I'm sorry, if following us on Instagram, um, our uh, director of social media outreach, Jackie, posted an edition of uh, Ladies First Radio from back in the day. This is our 10th year being on the air. Our anniversary actually is in, uh, is in August. And so what our director of social media, she's doing, she's pulling up episodes from back in the day. And I, I guarantee you, go back and listen to them. You will laugh uh, if you're listening to the Jay Rowell Show. Uh, if you're listening to Ladies First Radio, which she surprised me with that one, you know, you get a chance to get some of that good old knowledge 
dollars from my two little dollars. Well, wait a minute, it's my three little dollars now because she has a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> she has a baby since then. So I'd love girl. to see yeah. her and talk to her, following her on Instagram as well. All right, so Vanessa, the stage is yours. What are we talking about for the first 30 minutes of the show? Oh, wow. I am curious, and I wish Jerome was here, about subpoena power. He'll be here shortly. I am wondering why. Yes. Yes. You know, they have asked the White House for stuff. They have asked Trump, his lawyers, his mama, his daddy, his cousins, his aunts, and his uncle. And ain't (laughs) nobody gave them one piece of paper, not even a torn part of an envelope. So I am wondering, I'm wondering, because they are in the White House or because they work for Trump, how can they get away with that kind of stuff and regular Americans cannot? If they ask us for our records and we don't give them up, they would probably put us in handcuffs and throw us in the back of the police car or something. But Trump doesn't give them nothing for nothing. And everybody with him acts like him, and they do the same thing. So I'm wondering how much power does subpoena power have, because by now I would have been subpoenaed everybody from Sarah to the White House dog or cat if they got one. So I wouldn't be fighting Mm -hmm. with none of those people. I would ask them for it. I wouldn't get it. I would subpoena. I know subpoenas go into other stages of government, all the way up to the Supreme Court. Trump is hoping that it does that so it can take him into election. But as of right now, I wouldn't be eating no fried chicken on the podium because that looks stupid. I would be subpoenaing everybody and their mama, daddy, uncle up there at that White House to get those income tax records. Because guess what, y'all? Those records, the income tax records that he don't want us to see, that's where all the dirt's going to lie. That's where all the dead skeletons are buried. I would start subpoenaing everything I want. Wow. Well, two things you said. I mean, uh, what good is a subpoena if people can ignore the subpoena, Jay? You know what I'm saying? Ignore the subpoena. Who does that? Okay, so that's what you bring to the table. You know, you, you brought up two things. Actually, you actually uh, mentioned two two very popular songs during your breakdown. You said that, you know, ain't nobody. That's Rufus and Shaka Gun, and nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Mac Miller, Mr. Elias, I love that song as well. You got to do something if you want to be with me. All right, so listen, that's seriously. Uh, she, no, it's not. It's Mac Miller. Mac Miller actually made the song, Mr. Elias. Billy Preston sang the song. But we can debate that another day. All right, so um, look. She brings up an excellent point, and this is something that Americans are going back and forth with every day. The bottom line is that this White House, they feel that they can ignore the law and get away with it. And so far, they have. Now, here's the thing. Now, one of the things you have to be careful with, Celia, is because, you know, listen, uh, this happened with Attorney General uh, Eric Holder. Same thing happened. You know, he was subpoenaed, and, you know, he ignored the request, and, you know, they went through the court system, and, you know, the, the, the court, the justice system prevailed. But once again, uh, it happened after President Obama 
left office. So, you know, we have to call it both ways. And what's happening here, and you know what's happening here, Mr. Elias, this is a delay tactic, right? This is a situation where they're just trying to delay this whole situation until either Trump's out of office, until he's voted out of office, whatever the case may be, that's what's happening. But it's hard for regular Americans like you and I, sir, to figure, to feel that, you know, there's justice. Ma'am, what I was talking to Mr. Elias, that's why I said, sir. Uh, uh, the reason why it's hard for us to really look at this with a straight face, Mr. Elias, is because, once again, like Vanessa said, bottom line is average Americans would be thrown in jail, and they have a rule that the sergeant of arms can go and grab somebody and throw them in a jail that's on, you know, that's at Capitol Hill, but, you know, they haven't used their rules since the 1930s. So why do you think, Mr. Elias, why do you think that these people can just get away with blatantly saying, F you, middle finger, I'm not coming? <laughs> because they're fair, they're above the law. That's it. They, you know, let's call it what it is. Let's call it it's simple exactly as that, huh? what it is. <laughs> it's just, they, they feel it's that, that Trump feels like he's above the law. There, there's a law on the books that says he he will. It's not you can release your tax. You will release your tax return. He can't. An easy saying he can deem his tax return as classified. It, no. Well, wait a minute. This is classified tax return. Huh? What now? Make sure you have clarity, because I know what you're saying. There's no law that says he has to release them. The law says oh, boy, that boy. Congress there has the right, law. the Oversight Committee has the right to request any American's tax returns. That's what you meant. Okay, it's it's on the books, Jay. They say he will yeah, release you, his but tax returns. No, no, but what I'm saying, Mr. Elias, for clarity purposes, you said it's, you know, because one of the things that, what I don't want is confusion, right? Because, you know, every person that's ran for president, with the exception of this clown, has released their tax returns. There's no law that says they have to do it. They do this because they want transparency going into the office. But what you said was, the law says he has to do it. And if Congress asks him to release his tax return, there's a law on the books that says he will release his tax returns. The Ways and Means Committee. He will release his tax returns. And they cannot be classified. There's not classification there. There's no classification there. He still will not release his tax returns. And Barr, no. for all the Republicans and all their big talk and everything that they talk about, uh, Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. went in front of uh, the, the, the committee and, and testified for nine hours on Benghazi. What did Barr do? No, nope. Barr said, I'm not even going. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to do it. Uh-uh. Right. Because he had a rough day. He had a, Him had a rough day, and him don't want to do it no more. You know, and, and Vanessa, I hate to tell you this, but the law starts with William Barr. That's it. So what can they do <laughs> if he's the attorney general? I, I didn't like this cat from the very beginning, never did like him. So the bottom line, the law the starts law, with well, him. I don't know what. The, well, he's the man well, that's but supposed you know to what, though, see, that's. That was the problem, though, Mr. Elias. The law doesn't stop. That's the problem with this whole thing. People look at because you are running an agency, that doesn't give you the right to break the law. 
I mean, I don't give a damn who you are. You can't break the law because you don't like what the law says. And that's the issue with this whole scenario. What I can't understand is people who support Donald Trump can't see this because they're so blinded by something that this may, this guy is a master at this. He is a master. You have people that will argue you down about what Donald Trump has done. Donald Trump doesn't even read legislation. He doesn't even read. He doesn't even know what the hell's going on. There was a report out this morning that there are foreign countries that are staying at his this is nothing new, but this is a report that took a deeper dive. Him and his family are making money hand over fist because of foreign dignitaries staying at their resorts and hotels. Yeah. And for you to not scream bloody murder behind this is ridiculous. It is unbelievable. And, and, it's like go ahead, Mr. Elias. Yeah, I mean you had Barack Obama wore a brown a tan suit and they lost their mind. He wore a tan so no, you know, listen, it's like we no, Michelle wore a sleeveless blouse, a sleeveless dress. I we know. Yeah, but but Vanessa, we know what that's all about. But let's not pretend that we don't know what that's all about. I mean, that's par for the course. So you know, to bring it up in context, yeah, we can. But we know what that's all about. I mean, you know, you had you know, any time you had a senator during the State of the Union. Tell the president of the yell at the the president of the United States. You a lie. You lie. I mean, this country is this is nonsense. The prestige of the office, proper protocol. You know, we have three branches of government, and the bottom line: these people act as if Donald Trump is the king of the United States. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome, free from the freeradio.net, and the man who brings us on a need-to-know basis every week. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, listen, hey, good man. Morning, it, it's it's just another morning, just another day in Trump land. You hey. know, we're just here. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, right, I know so that. Vanessa I know that question. Now, Vanessa had a question because you know, obviously, it's a Sunday morning roundtable, so we're taking topics from each of you all. She has the first set. She asked a question about subpoena power. She said, "Why is it?" that this president and his cronies can ignore Congress' ability and responsibility for oversight duties over the White House, how they can just ignore subpoenas and not be thrown in jail. And so, you know, we gave our kind of street cred version of what we thought, but, you know, we'd like to get a little bit of the fight the power version from you and you know some professional knowledge Jerome talk to us man why is this so why aren't there why aren't why isn't the, the sergeant of arms not going to to bar's office and say hey guess what come on and go with me you go sit in this cell that we have here on the capitol until you decide you want to do the right thing why are the rules different for people who are in power versus people who don't have money or who are not in power cuz contempt means you go to jail your thoughts. Well, well the the all right, so I'm gonna disagree with your um your uh, characteriz- characterization of fight the power because that gives people the impression that we're gonna be radical one way or another. So when you ask me a serious question We don't care what they think. Hey, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm radical. just telling you that some people are <laughs> in that category. Some people some people are slow and I mean that very respectfully <laughs> that they don't they think we're yeah, I know playing. What you mean. You're right? right. So yeah. What we're what we're talking about is you're asking the 
the top law enforcement guy in the country to be arrested. And the only way you can do that is to actually have um, and, and police chiefs get arrested all the time, but they get arrested by the state troopers or your sheriff. Somebody above them arrests below, right? So when you talk about the attorney general, or it's like arresting a president, right? So will the Secret Service allow you to arrest them? And that's always been a question because it's never been done. Because the Secret Service technically are they're there to report the president. But in a real-world scenario... They should be able to arrest them. The FBI should be able to arrest the president, and Secret Service will give him protection in jail. Seriously. I don't mean that playing around. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still going to protect mm-hmm. him. But you can still detain him because we are, uh, well, in this democracy, in this version of a democracy, there are checks and balances. So the president can't overrule the Supreme Court, for example. So all they have to do, right. in Barr's case, is go to the um, federal, um, just go to the court. And once the court issues an arrest warrant, for example, then technically somebody has to serve it. Now, can he dodge that? Yeah. Can he? That would be an interesting class between your law enforcement when somebody goes to subpoena or arrest somebody and they tell the other police officers, don't let them through. Now, you're really talking about an anarchist when you really get down to it. And they need to make the Trump people show their hand. Because if you're not going to obey by laws that, that, that are already in, in place, why should we obey the same laws? So if you send the police at me, and I just I'm give them the they need to show their hand. So the Democrats need to stop playing. They need to stop, Nancy Pelosi and those guys need to stop playing. Because the problem is, is that they are not being serious enough. Right, because they keep thinking, and I, again, I think this is the culture of this doggone country. Honestly, is that when you're white, you get the benefit of the doubt. Whether you're a police officer shooting somebody with just unarmed chewing bubble gum, they go, "Well, we don't know what the officer was thinking." So Nancy Pelosi is saying, "Well, at some point, they're going to come around and do the right thing." No matter what they did, they keep they, they that's how they think in Congress. Well, they're not going to go, be able to go past it. Oh, we need enough evidence. We need they lock us up for 20 years for stealing a slice of pizza or a bag of potato chips. They don't say, well, that was a bad decision. We are going to give you probation or we're going to send you to rehab. They don't do that to people of color. They just shoot them. So we need to stop trying to get into their head to figure out how they need to be thinking. Because the pathology has always been the same. What needs to happen is the Democrats need to grow a spine. And, for example, if I was, if I was actually um, on the Senate Judicial Committee and I was interviewing Barr during that confirmation hearing, it should have went a little bit like this. Who do you work for? And when he says, I report to the president, I say, yeah, that's your supervisor. Who do you work for? Right. You came to this committee and asked us or, or swore oath to upheld the laws of this land. So who do you work for? You're not in the military. That's not your commander-in-chief. Who do you work for? And they should keep exposing them fools like that to make them be held accountable to the law. And if they're not, 
then they need to systematically just immediately start impeaching them. Immediately. Because then that will make the Republicans show their hand on the Senate side, too. Because they have an election coming up, too, and those fools are about self-preservation. Yeah, well, good luck that. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. no that's it, not going to happen. <laughs> happen. The, the, no, no, don't do that. Because what happens is that for us on the media side, no, no, no. But let me ask you a question. media side, we keep telling people what is and is not going to happen, so people but, but start let, making but, that but let me ask you something, Chief. happen. All right, okay, okay, fair enough. But but here's the let me ask you this, man. And, and this is the thing that really, you know, you say the Democrats need to grow a spine. And, and look, I agree with they you. Know, Nancy Pelosi saying, look, God dang it. We're, but what Nancy Pelosi, she's trying to be strategic with this, saying, look. This guy, so think about this for a second. His approval ratings are at 46%. They went up. We have never okay, seen anything they, like this before. Okay, so let me, let me help you with this part. When you say that, now, and this is just me, and I know I kind of look at this stuff differently. If I see a poll that said his approval ratings went up during this time, I have to look at where the poll came from, and who they polled. Because it was an NBC, remember, NBC poll. No, I know it was NBC, um, Washington Post or somebody, right? I know what yeah. polling talks about. But what I'm saying to you is that when they do that, you have to look at the polling and the sample size, right? Because they do this on purpose. It is a thing that conspiracy theorists, as far as black people are concerned, have been yelling about for years. So why would the Washington Post, which is his arch enemy, draw? Why would they do this on purpose? If he doesn't like him, no, okay. The Washington Post, they're conservative. Yeah, you know, ju- huh? Listen, we ta- we're not talking about the Washington Examiner. We're talking about the Washington Post. Okay, fair okay. enough. All right, all right. Who, who owns the Washington Post? Okay, no, I'm just saying, uh, Jeff Be- Bezos. Right. And so all I'm saying, though, they try to create balance so that it doesn't make them. See, what happens is that when you have an issue with somebody who has regulatory responsibility, every now and then, regulatory responsibility over you, they always try to create equity. And I am telling you that this is a pathology, right? So we know right down on the ground, or maybe we don't. That's why, you know, people call folks to give them assessment. But you can tell right now on the ground two things. That Hillary Clinton beat him by three million votes. He has been nothing but a crook since he's been there. The Mueller report shows him breaking laws. And you're thinking he's equal? He could possibly win the next time? With all of those factors, like you have all of these factors in there now, and we still make people believe, believe, you know what, he really got a shot. He is illiterate. And, and I'm saying they're very, like, I'm not saying that they're not smart enough to carry an agenda, because they definitely do that. I am saying as far as the ways of running anything is concerned, everybody and their mother knows that those, those guys are incompetent. Everybody. So you are, so we are sitting here believing that everything is equal. And like I said, if you if you look at that guy who 
raped the 14-year-old girl, and the judge says to him, hey, you know what? You made a mistake, and you need rehab to the white guy, right? And now we're like, we need to impeach the judge. Of course you need to impeach that judge. That dude's judgment is crazy because he still gives that dude the benefit of the doubt. All of these systems are pretty much the same. They're giving him the benefit of the doubt to create the horse race that they want, right? It drives me nuts, but at the same time, I realize here is the, the flaw. Even if I rationally say that without yelling, it makes everybody complacent with accepting what is, and that's problematic. We need, People need to really get angry about this stuff. They're like, I don't care as long as it's the economy. That is the dumbest thing you ever want to hear. Just for some, some slogan. Isn't that crazy? Can I get in that Yeah, because you know what happened is that years ago it was a theory, right? We make that theory reality. So people think, hey, if the economy is good, they're going to reelect the president. That is not true because the economy, you know, like our oil prices are based on speculation. It doesn't matter how much oil that's in the ground or in the reserves, they were artificially raising those oil prices. So we, we had gas shortages and stuff. But they're doing that with the market. So they, you have a system that's built on illusion. So it makes you fear when it wants you to fear just to artificially make money on the capitalist side. But what I'm saying, the only way to take hold of this stuff is to not play into your programming. Because a part of this is just your programming. If we have to sit here and still talk about why somebody lied or said a miss, what did it keep saying, misspoke, the fools are lying. Hmm. We just need to keep calling it what it is. If it's raining, say it's raining. You know, that's yeah. a part of what, right. that is our responsibility in a democracy, is that the media is like the, the fourth branch of government. And those guys need to keep laying out day after day after day on TV. That dude lied needs to be impeached. That dude lied needs to be impeached. Instead of raking it over the coals, like, well, let's move to the economy. Like, hey, like, the economy is, is, is garbage anyway. Like, the way we measure yeah. success and failure in an economy is based upon um, is based upon some things that has nothing to do with real world. The market, most people aren't invested in the market. So you can't determine wealth or poor by the market. But that's just a measure. <sighs> yeah, I tell you. It's, I know uh, that, it's frustrating to say the least. For a Sunday. No, nah, hey, listen, brother. It's Every Sunday, it's always something. All right, it's, uh, once again, it's, it's uh, the true. Side. It's all on. It, <laughs> that's all. Boom and doom is all relative. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, it is time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know, and of course, I'm pretty sure as uh, Jerome prepares to give us what he wants to talk about next segment, I'm pretty sure this will probably be a part, if not his conversation, of at least Mr. Elias's conversation. We're going to take a deeper dive into what happened this week, as far as what happened with the Mueller report. We kind of talked about it and touched on it a little bit this morning, but we're going to sneak in and listen to an NPR News interview. Two experts talked about what happened this week with the Mueller report. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Serious Side. It is time for Informants Unless Something That You Need to Know. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Serious Side on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best.
We're going to go back to the story that's consumed official Washington for the past few weeks now, and maybe it's even months or years. We're talking about the Mueller report. The fallout continues. This week, Attorney General William Barr declined to appear for a hearing Thursday before the House Judiciary Committee because the parties couldn't agree on the rules for questioning. The Democrats demanded that Barr comply with a subpoena for the full Mueller report and its underlying evidence or face contempt of Congress proceedings, and some called for Barr to resign. Here's Congressman Eric Swalwell. He's a member of the House Judiciary Committee and a Democratic presidential primary contender speaking with NPR earlier this week. You can't even have a discussion, I don't believe, about impeaching Donald Trump until you see all the documents you would need. And this attorney general is seeking to block us to get those. That's why I think he has to go. And some Democrats were further outraged when the White House reported that President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin had an hour-long discussion Friday in which they both derided the special counsel's investigation and didn't discuss Russian campaign meddling. Meanwhile, many Republicans echo the president's view that it is time to move on. Here's Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn, also on NPR. The American people and Tennesseans by and large will say, look, let's get to work on some issues. Let's make certain that government is accountable. And then let's move on to dealing with transportation, with health care, with keeping the economy going. They like to talk about brighter futures. We wanted to get a better sense of what is driving these differences, especially at a time when the polls show that most Americans accept the Mueller report as fair. So we've called on Ben Donich. He's the founder and publisher of The Federalist, a conservative online magazine. He's with us from our studios in New York. Ben, welcome back. Thanks for ha- thanks for joining us once again. Good to be with you. And here in studio with us in Washington, D.C. is Josh Wolf. He's a partner with AL Media. That's a political consulting firm that works with Democratic Kennedys. Josh, welcome to you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let me set the table. A number of polls taken out since the Mueller report came out said that both Republicans and Democrats were equally likely to say the report was fair, but there's real disagreement about what the findings actually show and what should happen next. And you can hear that reflected in the clips that we just played. So just briefly, I want to ask both of you, Ben, I'll start with you. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's clear that the overall report showed that the main central story that we've been told about the uh, collusion between uh, the Russians and the Trump campaign was ended up not being uh, what it was cracked up to be, and that that was the major takeaway that I think the Republicans and those who support the president have. You know, you n- mentioned a number of polls. I think that from the perspective of Republicans, uh, the polls that matter the most are the ones that came out this week showing the president at his highest level of approval since uh, since he got into office from Gallup, and uh, frankly, the reports that came out regarding uh, the job numbers on Friday. They want to focus on those aspects of things and move away from what has been an investigation that has dogged him for years. Okay, Josh, what about you? Well, as far as I can tell, the Mueller report showed that there was a massive attack on our nation by the Russian government, an attempt to, uh, to, to, to interfere with our elections. And so we should have the expectation that our leaders can work on health care, can work on the economy, and also protect us from this kind of attack. And to, to, to point to the president's approval ratings or anything like that takes away from the broader question, which is not a political question. It's not a partisan question. It's simply the fact that we have to keep our nation safe and we have a ton of evidence that's saying that an adversarial nation works to interfere with our election. Okay, so so the report, as you said, detailed descriptions of Russian efforts to interfere with the election. But I think you would probably agree that if you talk to most Republican voters, they would say that that may be true, but there were no Russians in the voting booth with them, and they chose who they chose, and you know that's how it is, and that people should accept that. They also say, look, the investigation yielded no charging recommendations. So answer the Republicans that, that Ben is talking about when they say, why don't the Democrats just move on? 
Well, again, the Democrats can work on all these other issues and continue to, to delve into this investigation. Now, the DOJ, it appears, is working on a principle that the president would not be indicted by the Department of Justice in virtually any circumstance. They, they left it up to Congress to hold the president accountable, and that's a founding principle of our nation, that, the, that there's three equal ban- branches of the federal government and that Congress should hold him accountable. But we, we do not believe that the president is a king. The president has to follow the same laws that you and I do and that Ben does and all the voters do. So uh, it is Congress's job to continue to look into this investigation, to do things like hoping to see the unredacted version of this report so that we can get all the facts. First and foremost, make sure that an attack like this doesn't happen again, which there's been no attempt to do, um, and then find out if the president broke the law and obstructed justice. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is the serious side. It is Sunday, May 5th. Glad you're in the house. It's the Sunday morning roundtable where we sit around the table and we talk to our folks, our family, and we just want to get something that they, that's on their mind on the table for a discussion. So now it's the second hour of the second set, and of course now it's time for the smartest man in the world to bring some conversation to this table with the fans of Jerome. Man, what do you want to talk about for the next 30 minutes, sir? Oh, oh, I didn't. I guess I need to turn the mic. So <laughs> my bad. Just tell him why you ain't got the mic on. All right. So Jerome, I'm sorry. It's such a beautiful lead in. I didn't catch your mic. So, so Jerome, man, what are we talking about this set? Um, I don't know. I thought you were talking about something. Okay, so something that is... He um, made all that fuss last week. and then he going to say that now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. It's on you, Jerome. You, you actually, okay, so here's the, the thing. I, I want to talk about something, and I can I can follow up. We can do both in the same segment, so I just want to tell, tell you this. I was looking at this okay. Facebook thing where they removed... You know, people from the platform, you know, Alex Jones from the InfoWars and the white supremacists and the Paul uh, Nealon, that um, white nationalist who ran for Congress. Their race all, um, you know, got them all off um, social media, off of Facebook and Instagram. Then they turn around and take Mr. Farrakhan off of um, Facebook and um, Instagram. Now, I want to be really clear about this, and I I can care less what anybody really thinks about this. But creating false equivalents when it comes to black people is a gift for white folks, right? Mr. Farrakhan's words may hurt your feelings. It's kind of why I bug Vanessa so much when she said, you know, that um, I'm hard on white folks. Because I think it's hilarious Truth is hard on everybody But the trick is Is that to say that To a black person Puts them sometimes in danger Of people who are white supremacists Don't be scared of black people Who tell you the truth Because everybody else is scared to hear it Yes he says some things that hurt your feelings Yes he says some things that may be wrong 
But the Nation of Islam has never hunted white folks down. They have ne- I have never heard of one story of them in the middle of the street um, saying Jews will not replace us. Like we, the Nation of Islam does not do that. They're a religious organization. They have different exemptions for different things. That man can speak freely, right? We don't see us um, going through getting Jerry Falwell Jr. off of Facebook. He's a he's a minister. They let those guys, even in white supremacy, keep their stuff. But just to have somebody black who is a leader amongst black people or a black organization, they took that man off of Facebook. And I want to say this to all black folks. Do not turn your back on this whether you like that man or not. Right? We have to stand up yes, for something that is at least righteous in our community. And gives us the ability to say something that even we don't like. But as a hate group and supremacists and neo-Nazis and fascists, those dudes want to kick your butt off the planet. Nation of Islam says, leave us alone. Like the Black Panthers had guns. They weren't hunting down white folks. They just said, if you come to kill us, we're going to kill you. And that is a threat to white folks for black people to stand up for their doggone selves. So we can talk about this or not. But it is sick no, that talk about every it. time talk something about happens, there's a false equivalence to black people and measuring them against white supremacists or people who hate black folks. It is sick, and we need to we need to be mad about that. Well, Mr. Elias, I thought about that when it happened, and I said, hmm, you know, the bottom line is, and I thought the same thing that Jerome thought. I says, you know, it's like what we, it's always like, okay, it's almost like Trump's argument. There are, you know, there were good people on both sides of the fence. And so, you know, in my in my mind, when, when I saw this, I said, hmm, okay, they, they had to get someone that's, that leans more liberal uh, because they wanted to balance out the scales, even though the crimes, you know, both are being convicted for crimes that are, you know, I don't think they're equivalent, but, but let's talk about that because what Facebook is saying is, look, if look, Louis Farrakhan has said some things about Jews, and what what Facebook is saying, look, bottom line is we don't care who it is, what their political affiliation is. If you say these types of things, then we're going to ban you from our platform. So, Mr. Elias. Uh, him saying bad things about Jews, you know, Alex Jones, some of the nonsense he spreads about, you know, uh, Sandy Hook was, was actors, I mean, just insulting to these poor families. What do you think, Mr. Elias? Do you think this, this happened evenly? Do you the think next- that Facebook has an argument when they say, listen, don't spread hate regardless of who you are or what you are? What do you think? You think this is handled appropriately? What say you? No, I don't. I, we'll get rid of Trump off Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait a minute now. Well, okay. Does, well, what, does Trump have a, a, a Facebook page? Does he have a Facebook page? Nope. I'm quite sure he they, does. They he own does both. Have a Facebook page. They own Facebook and Twitter. So they kicked him out of Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. They own Instagram. I don't think they own. Well, I'm sorry. I don't Instagram, think they own yeah. Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, I'm they own Instagram, not Twitter. Yeah. No. Go ahead, Mr. I, I, I mean, the bottom line is, man, look, dude. You, I, I, you know, what did Mr. Farrakhan do? He had a million man march that brought millions of millions of black men to to Washington D.C. and then they cleaned up afterwards, but they didn't have a mess there. So, look, uh, how is that comparing okay. him to Alex Jones? Because he has controversial. I, I mean, 
who does not have controversial statements. He is not spewing hate. So, well, let me ask you this. So, should David Duke, should they have kicked David Duke off the platform? Did they kick him off? I don't know if he did or he didn't. Did they? I don't know. Yeah, they right. should have kicked him off. I mean, Mr. Farrakhan is not spewing hate. He's okay. spewing love for your own people. And if you're still in love for young people, I'm cool with that. But when you are, are, are intentionally going after me because of my skin color, and you are trying to well, burn well, me, really, okay. you're trying to hang me, okay. yeah. come on, man. There's a difference. The Klan is a hate group. They they intentionally go after people who, who speak their minds. Who? Who, 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 who? Who'd you say? I'm sorry, what now? No, what did you say? You said the Klan? The Klan, yes, David Duke. What did you say? You said somebody's a hate group. It's a hate group. They bomb people. Okay, I didn't hear you. They're a hate group. Vanessa, I mean, what what do you have to say about this? Let's get Vanessa in Jerome here real quick because I'm going to see her at the church. So, what do you think here? So let me, I'm just sitting here making up my face, getting ready for church, listening to this, trying to get in because, let me say this, I love you, Jerome. Uh-oh. And I'm not saying that you can't be mean to white people because I don't care. I, I was joking, honey. Say, I know, but, About. I know, but I can't put everybody in the same group as the, y'all forgive me, Trump white people because... The Trump white people are so racist that that's the ones that you don't want to get caught on the back street with, you know, because they'll cut your throat and not go to jail. So I'm just saying sometimes we have to give white people a break that try. And I say that because there's, and y'all probably seen pictures on my Facebook page, there's white people in my family and they act like us and talk like us and hate Trump like us. So I can't put... All of them in the same book. Now let's say this. I don't. I don't really know a whole lot about Farrakhan. I guess he just wasn't on my page at that age. Whatever. I don't know. I don't care who they put on Facebook, who they take off. But I do track Trump on Twitter because every time that oh, don't let me call the president of the United States the fool. Okay, let me back up. Oh. Every time that man tweets. It comes up on my phone, and I have to do that intentionally because I want to see what this man does all times of the night. And he ain't getting none, I can tell you that, because when I wake up in the morning, it's just scrolls of tweets and stuff that this man did in the middle of the night. So he he needs to creep into Melania's room. He might be that quick. He might be that quick. Can I I say this real quick, Vanessa? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say this, and I know I've said this a billion times, but, you know, I I have a feeling about the fact that we do false equivalents, right? I think it's stupid to be racist. When I say white folks, I normally talk about white culture, but what I'm still talking about is the pathology, right? We know individually that individuals can be anything that they want to, Right? I'm not sitting here going to do racist things like saying there are some good white people and some bad. I don't give a rat's about that. I don't say, hey, I got white friends. What I'm saying to you, and I, would, I tell them that there is a pathology that we're dealing with. So I never qualify 
because I always assume that people are smarter than I'm talking to. And if they don't get it, I normally don't care, right? But I am telling you this because I love you, that any time that we talk about this kind of stuff, we don't have to go back and qualify to say that we're not talking about all white folks because we're not racist. I can, you know what I mean? I have a live and let live issue generally with anybody who is not trying to kill me. And once you get to a point where you cross that line, then you need to deal with whatever it is I'm saying. But they should not feel like black people should not feel any kind of way about any other black person because they said something about somebody white, because they said something about somebody gay. Because their 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 anger with them is mainly because they're black doing it. For example, Michael Vick had an event that he was doing recently. And they protested him about that dog fighting stuff that he served time in jail for years ago. That he didn't even fight the dogs. It was just his cousins and them on his property. And they still canceled that event for that man. He served his time, right? They still won't let that man go. But anytime we look at somebody like George Zimmerman, we like he had his day in court, so we need to let it go. We need to see the hypocrisy in this, and we need to deal with it. We cannot keep being quiet about hypocrisy because we go on about our lives daily and they keep piling on us and it affects our psychology on how we see ourselves so we start having we did damn near whole shows about that Jesse Smollett stuff I can care less about that dude like I can care less about Bill Cosby but I do have a problem with us overtly focusing on black people in areas that we won't do for anybody else we need to get smarter Right, and we need to, and I don't mean that we're dumb when I say that, and I hate qualifying stuff, but we need to understand that we are being programmed, and we need to deprogram ourselves. We need to free ourselves from that thinking. Is all I'm saying. So, like I said, it's not that I have anything that I'm I'm saying like holistically across the board about um, liking or disliking the minister, but I respect the minister. So there's your own, everybody's church minister says some stuff that they don't like. But the fact is that dude runs a religious organization, and I'm not Muslim. I'm not in the nation. He really gets to lead them in any way that he sees fit. But I don't go into the Presbyterian church. I don't go into Jewish synagogues. I don't go in anybody's church and tell them how to deal with their congregation. I can just tell you that black people unfairly targeted just like the Panthers were, just like the kids protesting for Black Lives Matter. How are they compared to hate groups? We should be outraged every time they do that, and we need to stand up for that, because there is going to come a time, and it always does, that black people are going to need to defend themselves, and half of us are going to run to the other side of the I don't know why they did that. They, Jerome, you know what I mean? We have to defend, Jerome, have to defend ourselves all the time. No, I know. I know, but we're going to have to defend ourselves in public at some point, and then we are going to look like the bad guys. It's kind of why I always interrupt Jay and him saying, you know, fight the power, or, or he says something to LES about the racist dude who always makes comments. We can't keep joking about that stuff. If that dude is racist, let him be racist. But it doesn't mean that LES is overtly sensitive, and I don't mean to talk about you guys like you're not on the show, but it is unnerving when we are dealing with listeners who are trying to get a perspective on how to go about their week and go about their lives, 
that there needs to be somebody who has some kind of sense of leadership to say, look, you don't have to deal with that. If a racist person comes in your space, you can ignore that fool. If he's, if he's threatening you, you can defend yourself. But either way, you are not, you are not a victim of nobody. We cannot but Jerome, be scared. We all, but, Jerome, you just said that you have to step in because somebody has to show leadership. Leadership telling somebody to go step in somebody's face at work because they're white and they said something you don't like does not make you a leader. It makes no, you no. get a person fired. Right, and it does not makes. make you a leader stepping in somebody's face because they're black because they're messing up either. Right? It does not matter. What I'm, what I'm saying is that you have to use your own bit of discernment. If you're on your job, you tell your supervisor, you can get that food fired or whatever. You can do that. You need to take a role. But I'm saying to us, that we're not all we're not going to be victims in this thing by being programmed to to adhere to supremacy because that's what that is in the bigger picture is that once we concede our own power then we believe that full integration into looking at everything neutral makes us even and what neutral is to us is having some guy rape a 14 year old and they get him help it is Paula Dean calling somebody names and they put her on dancing with the stars like that is being neutral in this country right so white supremacists and racist people get an opportunity to integrate themselves back into society where black people are pariahs and parasites for the rest of their lives and yes. we start treating them like that yes that's we what, have that's to stop. Exactly what we have to stop we have to deprogram ourselves from looking at the world like you're, like a colonizer teaches you to do. You love what I love and you hate what I hate. That's where this is going. I didn't say individually. We have to use our own discernment. I am saying on the media side, when we see this stuff, we need to be able to decipher it and then articulate that to the, our listeners and people who are listening to us. So my 90% of the calls that I get doing strategy, doing business development, doing business consulting, comes from white folks. But I guarantee you this, you can call any of them and ask them if I change my language, my words when I talk to them opposed to me talking to you. I sure don't. They're free to hire me or not hire me. I'm good at what I do. So the issue is, it's like you need to be able to understand what truth is and be able to live accordingly. But it's not racist for any of us to call this stuff out. Just because I see it doesn't make me the bad guy. But what happened is when we're younger, we learn these facts. Malcolm didn't make it to a certain age. Martin didn't make it to 30. Like, the issue is is that black people die who are smart in this country. Right? So we can't overtly criticize smart people in this country because we are actually signing death warrants for them. Because then it justifies people having, having undue focus on them. We need to be careful on us doing that to each other because there's no way that Fred Hampton and the Panthers should be dead. There's no way that Huey Newton should be dead. You know what I mean? Like, we overtly focus on ourselves in areas where white folks just kill people and walk away and go home. Dick Cheney shoots somebody in the face. They're like, I didn't know a VP can shoot somebody in the face. (laughs) Donald Trump does what he does. And everybody's like, well, we just got to vote him out. No, there's... There's a law of the land that we need to adhere to, and we need to stick to it even if they don't. All right. 
as the man. He said what he had to say. Good topic, Jerome. Excellent discussion. Coming up next, Mr. Elias is on the clock. Can't wait to hear what he has to talk about. This is Sunday Morning Roundtable. It's top of the hour. We'll be right back after a short break. You're listening to the Serious Side. The Serious Side continues after a short break. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
347 is our call number 347 Welcome back into the serious side of the J. Riles Show. It happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And of course, you know what time it is. It's time to say hello to some of the peeps. First of all, say hello to our people that's right here doing what we do every Sunday bringing you the information that you need to know, plus saying hello to the people in our world-famous chat room and who are following us on social media. Mr. Elias, uh, first of all, let me say good morning to Vanessa May Belli from the Macanelli. Hey, Vanessa. Good morning. How y'all doing? I, I think I still got some ass left <laughs> after Jerome just chewed it off. I'm looking back here. I yeah, think I got he does. Well, whoop. Mouth full of booty, that's what Jerome does. Speaking of which, the the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Jerome? He's here, I promise. He's here. (laughs) He's here. All right. And the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Mr. LES, man, can we say hello to some people in the world-famous chat, if you don't mind? Uh, most definitely, man. We have, um, we had uh, Covina man in there, uh, very lovely Miss, uh, Jackie in there. Um, we got Bobby Bright, and we got Easy. Bobby Bright, your enemy, your best buddy. Yep. And, and the very lovely Mariana Music, who is yet to say good morning to me, but she said good morning to you and Jerome. So I guess I'm not on the list anymore. I understand. Oh, Mariana in, in the chat room? What's going on, girl? Oh, so she's not going to participate. I thought we had a thing going on in social media, but that's how she is. You know, she's two-faced like that, Miss Elias. <laughs> Love you, girl. All right. Said, good morning, Jay. Good morning, Jerome. I said, well, Jay's not in it. She said, I said, this is Mr. Elliot. She still ain't said good morning. She said, oh, Jay's not in the chat room? Oh, good morning, Jerome. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I think Jerome, her and Jerome are meeting somewhere on the East Coast, you know. Hey, man. God bless All right, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to call my brother. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thanks for your blessing. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Something's going on. All right, so let's say, let me say hello to the pastor. Hello, pastor. What's going on, pastor? How you doing? Craig, what's up and out? Craig, you ain't got a lie, Craig. What's going on? How you doing this morning? Rob, what's up? Is this Rob's move? I don't think so. But what's up, Rob? How you doing? What's going on? Vern, hey, Vern. What's happening? Monique, Lolita. Oh, my God. Just so many people are in the house. Good morning to you all. And it's time to bring in our director for social media, Speaking of which, Jackie is in the house. Jackie, good morning. Welcome into the serious side, girlfriend. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning. Jackie. Good morning. All right, Jack. You know what time it is. Tell people how they can stay in contact with the show, even when we're not here live. Well, if you need more information about the TJRS Radio Network, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash t 
TJRS Radio. And just reminder again, the 10th anniversary. We are embarking on the 10th anniversary of the TJRS Radio Network. If you have any ideas, suggestions on what you would like to see done for the anniversary, just shoot, shoot us an email at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Keep up with us. All right, Jackie, get those steps in this morning. How many steps did you get in this morning, Jackie? Because she's walking somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting in my steps. I'm, I'm walking to church, so, hey, I'm going to get it in and keep it moving, okay? Be gone Praise him for it. Get it in. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie, girlfriend. Thank you so much, Jackie, getting it in, my girl. All right, so now, uh, third and final set. It is the Sunday morning uh, roundtable where we take questions from our tape, actually talk about things that our panelists want to talk about. And third set always belongs to the man himself, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Mr. L, yes. What are we talking about, brother, for the next oh, 30 minutes? Man. I got so many things I want to talk about, man. I got three topics. But I guess, hey man, we gotta go with the Mueller report, man. I, I wanted to talk about what's going on in Florida. How they charging the poll tax to the to the felons that now can vote, but now they wanna they wanna charge the poll tax to them, so they got to you know pay the vote. It's just stupid. But let's talk about the Mueller report, man. And and, and I wanted to talk about William Barr. Why why is he not releasing the full unredacted version to Congress? Why would he not do that? Why? Why, why What's is that, interesting why, about this? Why is that something like that? Why would you do something like that? Uh, you know, Mr. Elias, you bring up a good topic. And the reason why I say it's interesting, because they act as if William Barr has the only copy of this. And what was surprising to me was the report, the redacted report that he did release had so much information. I was shocked that he released as much as he did. But I guess they're saying, you know what, we really don't give a damn because we're not going to abide by any of the rules anyway, so who cares? Subpoena, subpoena, uh, subpoena. <laughs> was that a new dish at uh, Copacabana? I mean, I don't know. It sounds like a... Okay, anyway. But here's the thing, right? I mean, it's like these guys... You know, he released what he released, Mr. Elias, and I was shocked that he released as much as he did. But do you think, here's the question I have for you. Do you think Congress, because word has it that Congress is in negotiations with the Mueller team, in direct talks with the Mueller team, do you think before the end of May, Robert Mueller will be sitting in that chair in the chambers answering questions from various committees about the report or the investigation that took two years and found that the president, even though he didn't break a law, there was enough information there in Mueller's mind at least to, you know, charge the man with uh, being impeached, but he's going to let Congress do their job. What do you think? you think he's going to be in front of the, the committee, Mr. Elias, or do you think that uh, because he works, still works for the Department of Justice that that's not going to happen? Not, it's not going to happen. They, they're, going, they're going to block him. They're going to block him. They're going to block him from getting They can't block report. him because there's a provision in the report that says they can't do it. He can talk to Congress if he wants to. 
Okay, you're they right. They subpoena Mueller and ha- can't that Mueller or whatever, can't they subpoena him and have him get up there? If they subpoena him... Well, that's my point. That's the question. I, like I said, my thought process is no, they're not going to let it. No. Nope. I don't. I, my thought process is no. And then Boba Fett is telling the chat room to read the full version. You can read the full version online. Really? You, it's no unredacted version online? Really? Wow. That's a first. Because Congress don't even have it. Man, what, this dude is out there, man. He's on, he's on another level, man. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's your best friend. That's your bud. So nothing like my best friends. All right, Jerome. All right, here, man. Question for you. Um, do you think I'll ask you the same question? Do you think that Congress is going to get Mueller in front of the committee to testify? Because it, you know, because based on you know the bombshell that we're we're, we're kind of overlooking here is that the letter that was released the night before Barr was supposed to appear in front of the Senate, saying that hey. We don't like what you, we don't like how you're representing the report. You're misleading the American people. In other words, we didn't say that. You would put your own twist on what we put out there. So based on the fact that Mueller wrote a letter directly to the Attorney General, do you think that Mueller is just waiting to step up and say, I got something to say. I want to correct the record. Do you think he's going to be in front of uh in front of Congress soon, Jerome? Well, I think I think he's going to come in front of Congress. They, they can hold him long as he works for the Justice Department. But um, according to one of the people who co-authored the special um, prosecutor's provision, um, the special counsel stuff, he said they did this very much on purpose, and it's working exactly how it's supposed to work. He said just in case the attorney general starts to hold information, the special counsel who once it, the probe is over and he's fired, essentially released, released, he can be subpoenaed and testify. They knew that this could possibly be a problem, and they calculated it. And so my problem with it is just like Rosenstein, um, Mueller is still a Republican. They're still all friends. He's friends with Barr. And even though they're going back and forth, I don't know how much you'll get out of them, but I'm sure Mueller is going to protect his own reputation once Barr said, oh, he can do what he wants. Oh, he was wrong for not giving a conclusion, so I gave one. I don't know why he didn't do that, and I'm sure he's going to defend that once he gets to Congress. So once he gets there, I'm not positive that he's going to make a recommendation because he didn't make a recommendation because of the Justice Department guidelines that says that if he's not going to charge the president, he can't, uh, or if, if he's not going to charge him, he shouldn't put him any under any speculation or investigation of what Barr said. Barr said they shouldn't even investigate him if they can't they can't convict him or arrest him, right? Which is far off the off the rails. So I think that Mueller is going to shed some light in there, and everything that he that that Barr lied about will come to light. But if you remember just a couple of weeks ago that Barr sat there and, and had a press conference just before the report and lied about everything that was in the doggone report. And then yep. recently this yep. week, oh, I didn't read the supporting evidence. So why do you know that that report is wrong if you didn't see the evidence? So just a quick couple of points since we're talking about Mueller. 
He said, I cannot establish directly between the troll farms and the campaign. He says that in the report, right? He said witnesses, um, it, um, did they deleted, they, uh, they, had, they deleted or encrypted information, and witnesses was lying. And there were witnesses that were not in the country. That's why he couldn't establish it. It wasn't that it wasn't there. Right? They can prove that they colluded, or there's evidence that they can colluded, but the witnesses started obstructing. He's saying this in the first part of the report. And in the re obstruction section, he said that we, meaning the investigation, were instructed, uh, were, were obstructed. They obstructed the investigation, and apparently it worked. So... On page two, he says, we applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion. And Barr came out and said, oh, they said there was no collusion. But it says it right there on page two. We applied the framework of conspiracy law, not a concept of collusion. Collusion doesn't even mean anything. So, you know, in, in the report, it also says, um, to some degree, that the immunity that Trump has is only... Um, has doing the investigation only lasts while he's president. So he set that information out there for them to do what they want to do because he couldn't he couldn't effectively prosecute him because he was president. Doesn't mean that that dude. But did he, did he do the right thing? Did he do the right thing, That's Jerome? Like, Couldn't he just have said, "Look, uh, the bottom line is." Well, but let, let me ask you: eh? Why couldn't he just? Okay, but, but Jerome, listen to me, man. What I'm saying is, why couldn't he just say, and, and you know, this, I'm asking this question because I'm pretty sure someone's thinking the same way. Why couldn't he just have said in the report that, okay, we, we found collusion, but since he's the president of the United States, we cannot, you know, prosecute him, but it's up to, it's up to Congress to, you know, do whatever. Why couldn't he just, I mean, it's like, he put it out there for them to read between the lines, and then you figure it out. To me, that's how it feels. I don't know. Maybe, right, like because, you said, okay, maybe I that's the reason why he didn't do it. I don't know. Oh, no, no. Huh? I, I'm going to say this for everybody who has not read this thing. Here, here's what it says. Okay. Volume 2, page 158. The president's efforts okay. to influence the investigation were mostly un unsuccessful, which means they were successful. But that yeah. that is largely... Because the person surrounding the president declined to carry out orders uh, or um, uh, um, to his request. So he named page, volume two, page 58, Don McGahn, James Comey, Corey Lewandowski, Rick Dearborn, Dan Coates, Rob Porter, Jeff Sessions, Chris Christie, Rod Rosenstein, Jeff Cap, um, Clapper, James Clapper, and Katie McFarland. He says it in the report. How plain do people need to say that he obstructed. He said it was mostly unsuccessful because they didn't participate, but it was successful because Paul Manafort actually went out and said, or, or he, they, there were evidence that three different people, like attorneys for the president or for Trump, attorneys for him, other surrogates for him, told of Manafort, the president has your back. What the hell does that mean? They were telling yeah. him to be quiet, but they put that in the report. So I don't know if everybody goes, how come he just didn't say that he conspired? He's saying it. He's giving you the evidence of it, because if he would have said it without the evidence, then we would be like, where's the evidence? 
So he lays out all of this evidence <clears throat> saying to Congress, you need to do your job. So when he goes to testify, they're going to keep asking him, would you recommend that? He's like, no, I wouldn't because I can't recommend. I can just give you the evidence. If I had a bank camera of somebody robbing a bank and you bring me up on the stand and said, hey, did he rob the bank? I'd be like, I don't know. Look at this camera and look at his picture. You tell me. Like, that we're, we're putting too much on him making that determination where he's saying this is Congress's um, call. This is not my call. So even when you look at something like the conspiracy part, I can tell you, you know, he asked the White House counsel to, to fire Mueller and lied about it. He asked Corey Lewandowski to fire Mueller. He asked KT McFarland to file a report that she knew was untrue. That's obstruction. It says it in the report that he did that. So when everybody, you know, comes out and says, hey, you know what, Mueller didn't find obstruction, um, I just gave you three examples of that. That's in the report. Hmm. Everybody's not going to read it, and that ain't my issue. But Congress needs to do its job. And even if, like, there's there's a, uh, the, the bigger thing is that people need to do a better job explaining what impeachment is. Because impeachment doesn't mean he's going to get removed for off, from office, right? But he needs to be impeached right, right. Out, out of the House, at least. And let them live with the the political consequences of not impeaching them. History, let the history books reflect that. But they need to impeach him. The reason that Donald Trump went to Nancy Pelosi anyway and said, you're not going to impeach me, right, is because he's worried about the asterisks on his name about being impeached. And they need to give him that. He's going to wig out, but whatever. They need to give him that because there's evidence to impeach him. But instead, we are going through this whole thing about putting on somebody like Mueller when he did his job. He did his job under the scope of what he was supposed to do his job. Now we have to worry about those other 14 or 12 counts that were sealed that he farmed out to the other U.S. Attorney's Office because we, now we've got to worry about Barr going through disrupting those investigations now because we don't know about them. So... So whether New York State, we know New York State is going to prosecute him because they don't have, they don't care if you're president yeah. or not. They can do it right now. So we we just have yeah. to have put it in a in a in a good context to understand that we have to force our politicians to do their job and stop worrying about what the election looks like because I think you'll be rewarded if you can explain what impeachment is and why you have to go through the process. And when you go through the process, they will be laying out the evidence. And once the people know what the evidence is, public sentiment will change. Nobody has any evidence except for what I just said on this show. But you don't hear regular mainstream media talking about it. Because I'll give you the page number and the volume number that you need to look at if you want to go look at it. But we know that it's in there. Most of these people know that it's in there. Lindsey Graham and those guys are flat lying. Just like, oh, you boy, know, they get that guy there. That, that guy there is, I mean, wow. I, it's, it's amazing that he, I bet you John McCain is rolling over in his grave. Vanessa, um, you know, you watch this stuff. I mean, you watch it every day, all day. And I guess your opinion, 
when you see what happened on Capitol Hill, I mean, I, you have some, you know, you hang out with all those rich people. I know you have a lot of Trump friends. Have you had an opportunity to hang out with any of these people and ask them, okay, you watched the hearing last week. You saw the attorney general stuttering and, you know, bumbling and, and you know, and I love the way how, but what's the senator that's from, uh, God, she wears the glasses. I can see her, but I can't remember her name. How she laid out how, you know, this is not the first time William Barr has done things like this. He's done this for past administrations, you know, pushed their agendas versus doing what's in the best interest for the country. When you watch this, what was your feeling? What was your takeaway when you saw everything that happened this past week uh, when the attorney general testified before Congress? Mayla chewed his butt out. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> you said Camilla, Camilla Harris chewed his butt out. That's what you said. That's what you said, Frank. You said Camilla Harris chewed his butt out. Well, uh, that's all I mean, you have to add. <laughs> we don't. We don't even have to go that far. I'm looking at it. I'm looking in the chat room, and Bobo Bright and Easy. <laughs> They are hilarious. These are what Trump people think. They they said uh, William Barr told the truth and it's out there, so now deal with it. Okay, not not now, Mueller. And that said, was the plan. That's not what's happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that's 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 not what Mueller said. That's not he came back and sent a letter and said you're not telling the truth. But hey, they're saying he told the truth. And Easy just said the truth is the truth. Well, you're right, Easy. The truth is the truth. The man that conducted the, the uh, investigation said that William Barr lied. The truth is the truth. But, you, but these people, no matter what, will blindly stick up for Trump no matter what. That tells you where you're at with the Trump people. And he would that spit does. on you if he saw you on the street. I mean, he would. He don't yeah. have two cents about you, but, you know, hey, you can continue yeah. to run behind him all you want. 347-850-1272 is where we get to wrap up. All right, you know, um, really <laughs> go ahead. I was about to come to you. Go ahead. Can I say something real quick? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Vanessa. Go um, ahead, Jay. You know what? While people, uh, Les and I always say little shiny objects. We always say that. And while we're sitting up here fighting with them about what the, the report did or did not say, did y'all know that the Democrats uh, was going up and presenting paperwork on Wednesday or Thursday, like right after this happened, uh, on insurance and keeping in um, pre-existing conditions and that yes. the Trump people slammed it dead in the water? So while everybody's eyes are on this Mueller report, what Trump did or did not do, people don't realize that stuff is going on in the Senate and Trump's people are knocking it down. So listen to me, Trump people. While y'all are listening to this man and following this man because it's a good economy, I don't know what y'all think that economy is going to do for y'all when y'all get sick because you got asthma, you got high blood pressure, you are diabetic, you are whatever. Because if you have to change insurances, that's when they're going to come back and say, oh, that's pre-existing. You had that in 2017, 2019, and we're not going to insure you. See how much Trump is going to do for y'all when you can't afford to pay that medical bill because the insurance is not going to take you on. 
Mm. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Right, that there's some shiny objects going on, but what's going on behind the scenes? That's all right. That's all right. Uh, go ahead, Jerome, man. Let's close this out. Yeah, I just wanted to say really quickly, just kind of the to um, to let you understand, inside the report, Mueller says Congress has the authority to stop corrupt use of presidential power. Why would he say that? Because he found corrupt use of presidential power and he couldn't stop it. So he put that in the report. That should have led off headlines for everybody, every major newspaper in this country. Congress has the authority to stop corrupt use of presidential power. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He found corrupt use. They need to That's stop plan. Democrats need yeah. to grow up there. I'm sorry. They do. Stop <laughs> talking about old, 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 uh, Cortez because she's got a pair. Stop. Uh, get these kids. Get them out in front. If, they, if you're scared, then hey, look, man, bring up impeachment. You got to at this point in time. That's the only thing. He, my, my deal is will he leave office wow. if, 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 when he loses in 2020? Will he lose? Will he leave office? That's another yeah, thing. Uh, I don't know. Will he leave office? Well, you know, I don't know. Well, well, yeah. well Mr. Elias, once again, I just want to thank you, man. Your, your, your gracious words are just uh, <laughs> stuff you say to people in that chat room. Good googly boogly. All right, my man, Pots Pants. All right, listen, we got to step out of here. Um, uh, any final words? You, you got one last thing to say, Vanessa, before we get out of here and get the chatterbox? Because there's a lot of that going no, on. No, y'all have a wonderful week. I love going to battle with everybody, especially Jerome. And um, <laughs> and I'm praying for the country because I'm on my way to church. Y'all be blessed. Holla. You too, man. All right, pray for well. everybody. Appreciate you. All right, all right, uh, Jerome, you gave us. What about you, Mr. Elias? Talk to me. Well, you know something, man. Let, let's let's see if we get the full unredacted version of the Mueller report. Because, well, it, according to Vogel Bright, it's already out there. So all we need to do is go to the internet and we can pull it up and look at it. It's the full unredacted version of it. So hey, huh, let's go out there and look at it. Wow. Let's go out and do what? Look at the full unredacted version of the, the Mueller report. It's out there, according to Vogel Bright. It's on the internet. Uh, what do you mean is out there? Nah, clown. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I was being facetious, man. Well, yeah, well, yeah, once again, your gracious words, Miss Elias. You're the greatest of all time. All right, so we're going to step out. Time for an NPR news update. Uh, we will uh, we will be right back after this, and the uh, chatterbox is next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the general show. <laughs> Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has ordered the military to keep up airstrikes and tank fire against militants in Gaza as hostilities stretch into a third day. The Israeli army says more than 400 mortars and rockets have been fired into Israeli territory from Gaza, leading to the death of an Israeli man. Several Palestinians are reported dead. A controversial finish to this year's Kentucky Derby. For the first time in Derby history, the first horse to cross the finish line was disqualified. Brian Van Belzer from member station WFBL reports the change gave the win to a chestnut colt named Country House. A horse that was among the last anyone thought would win the 145th run for the Roses. 
It's unlikely that anyone could have predicted the outcome of this year's Kentucky Derby. The original favorite did not even compete, and the second favorite, Maximum Security, lost even though he crossed the finish line first. Coming into the race, the odds were stacked against the actual winner, Country House. He'd already lost to several of his rivals in previous races. Even trainer William Mott appeared surprised with the victory. You know, when he was laying in close proximity to the leaders, I was a little surprised. I mean, but I could tell that he was really traveling well. He wasn't running off. But frontrunner Maximum Security was disqualified for interference after moving into the lanes of other horses, and Country House trampled through the slop to claim first place. For NPR News, I'm Ryan Van Delzer in Louisville. The controversial interference decision at the Derby may be appealed. Maximum Security co-owner Gary West calls the decision by race stewards egregious and says he's thinking about his next step. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. is the call number 347-850-1272. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have from the peeps in the chat room? Well, Kavina, man, says we live in a system of white supremacy. Trump is the head of the white supremacy. He can get away with anything. Okay? And okay. Rada says, I hope, I hope the Dems have more than uh, President Trump's, uh, well, more than Trump's tax returns to worry about. And then Bobo Bright says the Senate and the Congress have to indict the president and the sergeant at arms uh, and the sergeant at arms arrest the president. Look it up. Okay. Uh, that's it. And then Mariana Music is back in the U.S. and She's heading out again in two weeks. I'll play safe travels for you, Mariana. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Well, Mariana, good for you as well. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, I cannot, you know, I just lost connection. So, folks, I'm sorry well, if you're in the chat. Show, I mean, man. if you're on social media. I lost, huh? I lost it, too. And, 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 and here, I lost it, too. I was like, wow. It just said something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I lost it as well. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess we still have. Do we have co- contact with the board or, or what? Do we need to go straight into uh, Jerome's uh, segment with no uh, intro? <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> this is live radio. All right. Okay, well, you know, that's how it works. All right, uh, you know what time it is. It is time for uh, our main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit, on a need-to-know basis. His music will follow shortly. Jerome, what do you have for us this morning, Big Daddy? Wait a minute, I can't go on like this. <laughs> I know, man. I'm sorry. I can do it with my mouth. There you go. I got it, man. There it is. Okay, well, get him to sell You know, I'm gonna start supplying my own music. Jay's not gonna like that. My selection is a little bit different. 
Power to the people. Hey, <laughs> you know, before I say this, you know that new Ice Cube uh, is out, so I just want to say that. There's a song called Arrest the President. So <laughs> I would probably start off with oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I wonder it's what his inspiration was behind that one. <laughs> hey, hey. It, the lyric says, arrest the president, you have the evidence. That N-word is Russian intelligence. But that's what Ice Cube says. <laughs> so I just want to put that out oh. there. Already. Hey, that's what he said. Okay, Maybe. Ice Cube in the house. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's just what it is. All right, All right so our first story. You got it, man. Um, YouTube has reported that they now have 2 billion users worldwide logging on every month. Wow. The company is set, um, you know, they was at 1.8 billion over a year ago, and they now have crossed that milestone, um, which is now 2 billion. They're like McDonald's. You know McDonald's stopped counting after they got, like, uh, over a billion served for millions or whatever they said? They said the signs got too um, cumbersome to replace, so they ended up just pretty much um, just saying we serve millions and millions or billions and billions or something. So YouTube's now at the same place as McDonald's. Now, 37 wow. states yeah, teach abstinence-only lessons using mis- misogynistic metaphors comparing people who have premarital sex to a cup of spit and chewing up a piece of gum. And now, the U.S. does not have a uniform standard for sex education, and a lack of a federal policy has led to this patchwork of inconsist- inconsistent um, curriculums from state to state and even from one school district to the next. So, you know, people are that evangelical thing of a burning people at the stake thing. So, some schools don't want to even teach it, and the other ones are just giving out crazy lessons. So you might want to check your child's school and see what they're teaching them. I'm sure it's probably a little crazy. Now, Warren Buffett <laughs> noted that unemployment remains its lowest since 1969, yet interest rate and inflation is not rising. So the U.S. government also continues to spend more money than it takes in taxes. So Buffett doesn't believe such conditions are sustainable for the long term. Um, he is attending his firm's Berkshire Hathaway Hathaway's annual meeting. And um, we know that this is going to crash, and it's going to crash bad. So while Trump gives, you know, they're giving all of these tax breaks, they're creating a huge deficit at $1.2 trillion. The markets aren't keeping up. And they kept saying, we give a tax break, we're going to get more money in because more people are going to pay taxes. That's not true. And when that crashes, it's going to get bad. I think we are on a crisis, not just a constitutional one, but a financial one is going to hit us. So Warren Buffett is kind of saying, don't don't rely on the low unemployment number to make you think that people are eating, because that's not true. Well, hmm. now, now the Green Book was aimed at older white audiences who need to be told to be less racist, says one of the producers of that Oscar-winning film. It came under fire for its depiction of race relations. So they were speaking on a panel about diversity and inclusion in Los Angeles um, Monday night. Um, The Green Book producer, Jonathan King, addressed the criticism about the film. So he admitted... Very very good. Right. Very good. They they admitted that they catered that... That's why you have white heroes in movies to begin with, but they catered that film to white male 
to a white male audience. That's hmm. something that we didn't know. Now, really? you know, I'm going to dedicate this one because, you know, for the models and all of those people out there to Mariana Music. But, you know, for the first time in history, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are mm-hmm. all black women. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, yep. A black oh, you has, mean every last one of them? I didn't know. All of them. Every last one of them. Yes. Yep. So, oh. Miss Teen USA won the title, rocking her natural afro. Um, she was, um, I guess it's Kalia Garris. She's 18 from Connecticut. And she won Miss um, Teen USA. That was last week. Um, North Carolina's um, Chelsea Christ, who's a, who's a, she's an attorney, 27. She yep. won. She was newly crowned Miss USA. And, you know, she's a, she's huh. a, an attorney, um, she's from her Miss USA title. She won in Reno, Nevada, um, last week. Now, during that pageant, she told um, how she told judges how the law conference ordered her to wear a skirt to work to please men, and she was referring to an incident in 2015 when she told she was told to wear a skirt in court because male judges preferred to see women arguing in skirts rather than pants. Is Vanessa here still here? Because I want to get yelled at for this story. I'm just reporting no. news. No, um, no, no, you, you say. Yeah, <laughs> you but say. listen to this. She, she said that she was even more shocked and angered because the judge, because the judge who gave her advice, um, was also a black woman. Wow. So a black woman told her that. <laughs> and I have to say, for the record, the black woman was not wrong. Men are pigs. And so just understand that part and say that you're going to get a harder time trying to be a man when men are going to push back on you. Testosterone is not the thing that you want to prove that you have more of. <laughs> like, that's just not it. Women are smarter. Be smarter. That's all I can say. But, but she told her the path of least resistance. She's young. So she was like, you know what? Here's what you need to do. Get along. Until you, until you stand on your own two feet, it reminds me of, really quickly, of Beyonce doing Coachella when she bought the drum lineup and she had people stepping and she did all of that. Her mother was saying, your white audience won't understand that. And Beyonce said, I think I've earned this in my career to do what I want to do. She earned it. She played that game long enough to be able to do a show how she wanted to do it, and she did it. Her mother said that she was right as well. Now, a spinoff to that ABC sitcom Blackish will focus on a young Rainbow Johnson and her challenges growing up in the late 80s. So ABC said on Thursday that a new series called Mixed-ish. <laughs> They're getting a little carried away with this ish. <laughs> really? I, I, I like Blackish. That's funny. Huh? I dig it. Oh, yeah. It really I is like Blackish. Yeah. Oh, I like Blackish, too. But you have Blackish, you have Grownish with the daughter. Yeah. On another one. Yeah. So Mixed-ish is coming on. And it's it's narrated by Tracy Ellis Ross, and um, her and her siblings must adopt to suburbia and main in a mainstream school after their parents moved from a commune. So she's um, one of the executive producers, uh, along with Larry Fishburne's Cinema Gypsy. They're producing, and Anthony Anderson is producing. So they're all still kind of family in producing this show as well. Mm. Now. Although Ice Cube 
group did not win this bid. You know, I did the story where Ice Cube made the bid for Fox Sports for 21 um, stations, and um, they were buying it from Disney. They lost the bidding process. Um, it hasn't been approved yet, but you know who won? Little crazy Sinclair Communications, who owns a bunch of um, stations across the country. Um, a subsidiary of theirs won. So, I just want to say this for the record. Byron Allen from Entertainment Studios. Yes. He actually was in the group that won that deal. So, Byron Allen is making history again. So, Friday, it was announced that his the Diamond Sports Group, which is a subsidiary of Sinclair, will be purchasing the 21 regional sports networks plus Fox College Sports from Walt Disney for six for $10.6 billion. So you know, Allen, and you wouldn't think Byron Allen is that rich. That brother is rich. <laughs> there you go. He's played to become He's an equity and contact provider for them. So if you don't know who Byron Allen is, um, Byron Allen bought the Weather Channel for $300 million last year. You know, he wow. was a, he was the youngest comedian to ever perform on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, by the way, and he he became the first African American to own seven television networks, and the first African American to own a movie studio that distributes directly to theaters, and now the first um, African American to own the 24-hour news organization, the Weather Channel, and now he's the first to be a part of a 10 billion dollar media acquisition. <laughs> so Byron Allen, <laughs> shout out to that dude. Yes, yeah. Alan is doing it, man. Yeah, and you know he has that show. Um, Funny you should ask that comes yeah. on, but that that mm-hmm. entertainment studios by Alan owns that. So there you go. Now, in the latest poll for the Democratic primary, Democratic presidential primary, Joe Biden, um, he opened up a thirty-point lead over Bernie Sanders. Now, it was the Harvard-Harris poll, and they said just days after Biden announced that he would be joining um, that crowded field, Biden led the field with 44% of people responding, most likely to vote in a primary. So Sanders only got 14%. But get this, Bernie Sanders 44, Sanders 14, Camilla Harris 9 um, Senator Warren with 5%, and Cory Booker is tied with Beto O'Rourke at 3 And everybody else is lower than that. So, like I said, you watch what polls and where those polls are coming from, but people kept saying once he announced, Biden's numbers are going to start to go down, and they're going to have to change their paradigm because apparently that's not true. Did you see where um, the majority of Democrats signed a letter? I can't remember the name of the organization, Jerome. Well, they signed a letter that says immediately after they pick the front runner that they're going to throw all their support and everything behind the Democratic Party, the Democratic front runner. Mm-hmm. It's like not, it's not, it's nine. Well, it was, it was eleven of them that signed this letter from this yeah. group that says that they're going to. And I thought that was real interesting where they're. Well, and they're, oh, yeah. they're agreeing not to do any shoddy tactics too out of these eleven people. It's, 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 it's real interesting. Yeah, and you know, and why they should do that, and that's a good thing to do, is that although the Democratic Party needs to fight for the direction of the party, I think they're all pretty much united that Trump has to go. 
Mm-hmm. There's no way that Trump can win without slicing off some of the Democrats. And they're saying no matter who wins, we're supporting the Democratic Party. Yeah. So, again, you know, we still – somebody else announced um, today, one of the senators, that the senator from Wyoming announced that he wouldn't be running for a reelection on the Republican side. So that's three Republicans that just said we ain't running for the Senate next year. So that Senate sweep wow. is going to come hard. Although Wyoming is probably going to still be Republican, the Senate is probably going to turn um, Democrat next time. And they can see the writing on the wall. They're just turning stuff over to Trump and acting like they don't know. But once those hearings start and all those facts come out there, it's going to be hard for them to change, and they're going to just kind of get swept. It's going to be interesting to watch, but it's a serious situation on that. Now, Burger King will roll out a nationwide plant-based Impossible Whopper um, as a vegetarian alternative to beef. After its trials went exceedingly well, is what they're saying. So Burger King hey. announced that it will offer that nationwide to all locations throughout the United States um, after testing that plant-based menu in St. Louis. Wow. So I, I hear it's good, but I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it tastes like a real burger. I mean, I, I don't really eat meat, so it, it's not. I've been hearing a lot of good things about vegan, vegan stuff, man. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. And, um, yeah, plant-based diet. Yeah, they say it's, it's it's the way to go, man. To stay healthy, man. You know. No, it really I, is. I, I like it's why our it's why our intestines are so long. It's because it's, yeah. it it, it, it um, processes plant. It doesn't. Your body is not made for meat, but that's a whole other story. But um, the the issue is is that it is actually better for your body. I just don't know what they're putting in that plant based impossible, but it is a burger that's made that's plant based. You know, and also vegan burger maker Beyond Meat, which um, counts Leonardo DiCaprio as one of his celebrity investors, had a huge IPO, and their share prices surged by 163% on the first day of trading, giving them the wow. company a market value of $3.7 billion. So, wow. so vegan is not only popular for health sake, now people are investing in it. Because it was really hard to get something that was plant-based because it was so expensive. But now hmm. health, health problems are causing people to run, um, run and try vegan. Yeah. Now, speaking of health problems, Billionaire Warren Buffett, Buffett, who's 88, revealed that he eats McDonald's three times a week and downs Coke because he's not bothered by death. <laughs> now, this reminds me that Trump does that. They eat nothing but fast food, as I just did three stories about the fast <laughs> vegan. He said that he eats chicken McNuggets three times a week and also drinks five cans of Coke, um, regular mm. and cherry, every day. I still wow. like cherry Coke. But don't mess it. All right. Now, Trump tried to rewrite the lyrics of the OJ's hit Love Train for for the Trump train for his 2016 uh, campaign. <laughs> so <laughs> OJ's uh, objected to it and, and sent him a cease and desist order. He tried to read the OJ's. Wow. Now, I know this is uh, a... The OJs is a pretty black group. Like, to even go through there and say, hey, we want them to, uh, <laughs> we want to rewrite their song. 
It's like saying you want to cater to black people while you don't like black people. It's <laughs> really, really interesting. All right. Now, uh, a reformed, which they're calling, see, this is how media paraphrases and, and um, <laughs> deals with this. A reformed white supremacist troll who is 28 was fired from Breitbart for their anti-Muslim tweet. Um, says the website encouraged her um, vindictiveness and um, the capacity for cruelty. And she claims that she has turned her black back on the alt-right. So Kate McHugh was fired from Breitbart in 2017 for treating racist comments about Muslims. Now claims she has changed because she turned her back on them. Now, now, this reminds me of something. So, as racist as she was, she can just come out and be like, okay, I've changed, and we're supposed to be like, all right, cool. Like, like, you good? Yeah, you know, come on, come on home. Come on. Right? We got and, and, yeah. As I just talked about Michael Vick serving three years in jail or Mike Tyson being in jail, and you're like, but he did that. And I'm like, he served his time, too. Right? This woman did not pay a price besides losing her job. She wants to go public and be like, I'm not racist anymore. I was forced to be racist. Which tells us that there's a bigger problem than we than we can imagine. Oh, speaking well, speaking yeah, of well, my imagination is full. <laughs> right. Speaking of speaking of injustice, the city of Minneapolis agreed to pay twenty million dollars in compensation for the to the family of the white woman who was killed by a police officer. <laughs> They're gonna give her twenty million. Now the lawsuit seeks fifty million, but they said um they settled out of court for twenty. Huh. Well, Meanwhile, well, yeah, back at the ranch. What'd you say? Make you just, yeah, so meanwhile, back at the ranch. Jesus yeah, Christ. meanwhile, back well. at the ranch, another black man was let out of jail for serving 37 years, and he got a million dollars. That's going to piss me off. But, wow. Yeah. 37 yeah, yeah. years. I, I had to paraphrase that story, but it a is A million dollars for Every freaking year he spent behind bars, unfreaking believable, man. A million yep. dollars? Would you trade thirty-seven years of your freedom for a million years. bucks? No. Yep. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I'm sure Jesus. I'm sure he made them more money while being in jail because you know they put those guys to work, so they do products and stuff, and and um, oh, you know, in in the, the prisons now they make everything from blue blue jeans to. Um, now they don't just do license plates like they used to have the stereotype. They don't do that anymore. Now, well, speaking of, yeah. All right, we have time for one more, man. Can we? Can we? Can we? Well, give us one more drone because that story completely pissed me off. Go ahead, man. Give us one more. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, you know the the Mondez um, International, the the baking group, that company out of uh, Mexico, who they now own like Oreos and Chips Ahoy. And all that stuff. They announced that they're um, considering doing CBD infused snacks, which means they're going to put weed in your fig newtons. Like so, that is going to be kind of cold. Like, uh, yeah. Well, Oreos, Chips Ahoy, well, or hey. what's the other one? Um, that's what I'm talking about, Jerome. That's the way to end the story. That's the way to end it, Jerome. Yeah. Hey. Oh yeah. God! Man, vanilla wafers. <laughs> Anything they? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can eat your munchies. You can eat your munchies. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God! Unbelievable! <laughs> 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 
that story right there. All right. It is time for our final thoughts. And, uh, Jerome, uh, since the mic is in your hand, won't you give us your final thoughts? <laughs> okay. Here, here is my final thought. You know, I just want to say that since I didn't really get across my point earlier, that we have to be able to bend our minds to talk about politics, to defend our rights, and to go on about our day and have um, a chips ahoy if we want to. So everybody have a good week and realize that <laughs> the world does not evolve around one issue. I don't know if you um, use almond milk, no regular cow's milk since we talk about vegan. Chips ahoy and some almond milk. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I just want to encourage everybody out there, get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And, and folks, stop arguing with true Trump supporters because no matter what, they're not going to believe you. We have two Trump supporters in our, in, our, uh, in our chat room. And no matter what was said, even though Robert Mueller came out and said, hey, look, this guy's not telling you the full truth. They said, well, Robert Mueller's lying. This guy, William Barr, is telling you the truth. They're going to believe anything that Trump says, so stop fighting with them. Try to grab the people who you think are on the fence. Because a true Trump supporter is just going to be that, a true Trump supporter. You know, today is uh, May 5th. Today is my grandmother's birthday. And, um, you know, as I sit here and contemplate all the things that I've dealt with in life and all the things that I've encountered. Anytime I found myself in a bad place, I always just sit down and I just look to the heavens and I say, Grandma, what should I do? And some way, somehow, she gets the message to me. So I want to say on this day, happy birthday, Grandmother. And I love you and I can't wait to see you in heaven. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? And it's well, the board's acting up. Who cares? We're just gonna go on out with it. So, Sunday, Mister Elias, what time? time for this. There he is. There's time for the serious side of the day. Wow, show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as we always do on Sunday morning. Vanessa Bailey for Jerome and Mister Elias. We're out to have a wonderful work week. And, uh, remember, it's Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. It is serious. Uh, Grandma, 